Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Well, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network for this Monday February the 14th, Valentine's Day, 2022. Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) There's still time, Ed. (laughs) There's still time. All right. uh, Ed Battagliano joining me. Good morning. Good morning to you, Tim. Donning his red Valentine's Day. I dressed for Valentine's uh, Day. Sweater. And Fred Jackson, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Fred in his Mr. Rogers Sweater over there. <laughs> Although it's supposed Mr. to be Rogers. a button, it's supposed to be a button down. Yes, for Mr. Rogers, I guess he never wore a. What do you call, do you call these things we have on here? Pullovers. Oh yeah, pullovers. Yeah. Uh, all right. We thank you for joining us, Ed. Tell folks how they can join us on half of that their internet. Yes. <laughs> well, if you want to watch us do this show, you can go to uh, either Facebook or YouTube. Oh wait, no, you can't go to YouTube because we've been put in timeout or whatever they call it, YouTube jail or for another, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be banned for, uh, Brent, how long we, how long we YouTube, uh, they, they, ban- they banned us for a week because we violated community standards on, but they won't tell us what those are. Well, they did, Ed, they gave us a <clears throat> clip so we can go back and pull what we said. And it was an hour and 17 minutes worth so out of a hundred uh, out of an hour. And, uh, hour and a half show. Right, right. Yeah. So we got to go back and figure that out. But we're we're supposed to be. It's a mystery. We're supposed to go and figure out what we did wrong. Right. I'm right. guessing we said wrong things about COVID. That's I, what I'm guessing probably. in their minds. We triggered some kind of algorithm. Yeah. I don't think they got somebody sitting around listening to an hour and a half of today's issues at I YouTube. I like triggering alg- algorithms. Yeah. Yeah. They I give mean, you satisfaction. It does gives me gives me a lot of satisfaction. <laughs> Take that algorithm. Have a good weekend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, so, so we, you, you can't go to Facebook and search for today's issues. We've, That's the name of this program. We, we've not triggered the Facebook algorithm yet, right? Uh, right. Uh, so you can watch us on Facebook if you want to, and we post the stories there that we talk to, we talk about rather, and then also. Um, we will be uh, having our own streaming service available any month now, uh, and when we do, we won't we won't have to worry about these big social media giants censoring us. We'll have our own. Well, we so. already do have a streaming service available to watch content, um, but in terms of watching the live streaming of uh, this program, for example, and other programs, that is in the works in terms hey, of technology. I just. Look what I just found in my... I, I could see you were just enthralled by what well, I was look, saying. Look, look what I just found in my pocket. Uh, I mean, this is just random, I know, but what, look on the back of that. It's a nickel. It's a buffalo nickel. Yeah, I know. How how common are those? Uh, this could be worth millions, Tim. No, I think it's... In Bitcoin? Is, I think it's a, uh, a like a replica of the old buffalo nickels. But yeah. see, it, it, it has to be a special buffalo nickel, see... On 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 this nickel, the uh, uh-huh. the buffalo's facing this way. Okay, see where I'm pointing. Yeah, pointing. Okay, yeah. now you, now see. Tell me, 
which direction yours now is pointing. pointing this way. Yeah, see, it's the opposite direction. It's so kind of an optical illusion. That's not the uh, that's not the valuable buffalo nickel. The buffalo the valuable buffalo nickels when it points to to my right. Oh, yours is pointing to your right, which is my left. It's, so it's not the it was right. Minted in two thousand and five. Anyway, that's actually a famous know. Andy Griffith episode. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. so much for my buffalo nickel. I'm going to keep it till maybe it. I don't know. With Biden inflation, it may be worth. I think you should take it to the bank and ask them how much it's worth. (laughs) Not worth the gas you drove over here to ask us for, sir. That's That's probably what they'll tell me. All right, Fred. uh, Good morning to you. Good morning. What's happening? Well, some people think that Hillary Clinton has done some dishonest things through the years. Some people think that. I'm shocked. Yeah. Well, uh, you may remember back a few years ago that the outgoing Attorney General Barr appointed a special counsel, John Durham, to look into the what was the genesis of the Russia investigation, the whole Russia collusion, all steel dossier, all of that. Find out, uh, special uh, counsel John Durham, how did that all get started? Well, apparently on the weekend. Uh, we learned from Fox News, and apparently Fox News was the only one to know about this because hardly anybody else is talking about it. Right. That John Durham has found some things that are really quite shocking. There are some commentators who have said over the last several years that, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton had a whole lot more to do than what this than what we thought. What John Durham is apparently reporting now, according to Fox News, is that the Hillary Clinton campaign back in 2016, we're talking about, hired some high-tech people who were able, and I don't understand how they did this, who were able to infiltrate computers in the Trump Towers, and then after the 2016 election, going into 2017, also hired some individuals who were able to go into the computers at the White House for then-President Trump and dig out things and then create a narrative that Putin, the Russian leader, had a special relationship with Donald Trump. Now, and, influenced and influenced the election. And influenced the election. Uh, Dan Crenshaw, he's a Texas Republican congressman, was on Fox and Friends this morning. He kind of outlined what his understanding of all of this is right now. Cut to. So we already knew that the Steele dossier was completely bogus. We already knew that that was part of what they used to get FISA warrants to start the Mueller investigation and waste tens of millions of taxpayer dollars, divide the country, and try to topple a president. We already knew that. It just turns out that it gets even worse than that. So they've they've tried to manufacture two different narratives here. Uh, One we already knew about, again, it was this Alpha Bank conspiracy where where the Trump organization was was using this bank as a cutout to communicate with the Russians, all right? That, That turned out to be completely bogus. But now it looks like they had somebody on the inside, somebody who was in charge of the DNS uh, systems, the servers inside the White House while Trump was president. Right. It's somebody who could, who could extract data from that and then look through it and try to spin and create, and they were instructed to do this yeah. by Clinton lawyers, instructed to create a narrative that would make it seem at least plausibly, at least to the, to, to the, to the you know, uninterested, well not uninterested, but 
but unquestioning media allies that there was indeed a current secret backdoor connection between the White House and Putin. They wanted to create this. All right, so there you have it, uh, Crenshaw kind of outlining what uh, apparently John Durham has found so far. So now we know when we start to put all of this together, the FISA court corruption, the FBI putting in information to the FISA court to get these warrants that they know information wasn't true, that came from the Hillary Clinton campaign. So the kind of picture that's developing here is the Hillary Clinton campaign working with the FBI, possibly with the Justice Department. We have speculated before that former President Barack Obama, before the election in 2016, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, they knew all about this. This was all part of a plan to discredit candidate, presidential candidate uh, Donald Trump. And then when that didn't work, when the people of the country elected uh, Donald Trump to continue this narrative. Now, a lot of people think it was Hillary Clinton. She was upset that people were questioning what she did with her server, which she kept at her house right. when she was secretary of state. Uh, but I think it goes beyond that. Uh, Hillary Clinton did not believe that uh, Donald Trump should be the president of the United States and continued to try to undermine him. John Durham, for those who don't know, is a U.S. attorney. Yes. And he was assigned, as you said, by William Barr, the, the attorney general under uh, President Trump, to look into the origins of the um, Trump-Russia conspiracy theory uh, that the Democrats and the mainstream media had been pushing Russia, Russia, Russia. So we had two years of the Mueller investigation that came up with nothing. I mean, nothing to link President Trump illicitly with uh, Putin or Russia. Now what he's, I don't know, maybe this is why this has taken so long is because he's at John Durham, that is, is having to untangle this web of deceit. But what he's alleging, the bottom line here is he's alleging that he has evidence that the Clintons spied on, I don't know if he names Hillary Clinton by name, but representatives of Hillary Clinton spied on Trump even when he was in the White House by accessing the White House uh, servers, servers, which I don't know how in the world if you can do that. It seemed like to me that they, they those would be the most secure servers in the world. So that's what he's saying is, and if that's true, you know, there, those, those are crimes, right? Mm -hmm. yes. So uh, the bad news here for the, for the Clintons and the Democrats seem to me, seems to me, Ed, this isn't an exploratory in, uh, committee of congressmen who can just partisan this thing. Democrat says this, Republican says this. Uh, this is beyond that. This is a fellow who has the power to bring uh, a grand jury and present evidence and get indictments on people and make people sing for lesser penalties uh, about their who, who, who had them do this. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. This is uh, this is a potentially uh, uh, criminal activity involving Hillary Clinton. I mean, potentially. 
Yes, well, that that that's going to be the big question. And and to your point about making people sing or flipping lower echelon right. people who get indicted, because the, the fact of the matter is, if you're if you're a company, if you're a, an internet expert, you don't just decide to do this. Your question about you'd think these servers inside the White House would be the, one of the, some of the most secure in the world. Well, then the question is, did you have help from within the federal intelligence agencies to do this? So you don't just you don't just decide to do it. You're hired to do it. Someone okay's it. There is a ladder that if you're able to get the information and get people to sing, okay, that is to say yes. For immunity, I am willing to tell you who told me to do it. You go up the ladder and you indict other people. So the question is, if this was all being done by the Hillary Clinton campaign, which it looks like, did Hillary Clinton know? Now, that's obviously the big fish. If you're John Durham and you want to indict somebody, I'm not sure that the quote-unquote paper trail will lead to Hillary Clinton, but there could be enough stink on this process that Hillary Clinton could be done uh, politically in the future because there's talk about her maybe running again yeah. in 2024. But now if somebody spied on the White House, breaking in, mm-hmm. in essence, to their computers, that's treasonous. That's that's putting the United States uh, uh, that uh, government. I mean, that's putting the United States at risk. That you can't do that, right? And, and say I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know wh- whether he can prove this or not, but that's what John Durham alleges in the filings that he submitted to the, I guess, the court uh, late last week. Right? Yes, and the former director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, who was privy to some of the briefings from the Attorney General Barr in the last days of the Trump administration. Now, he's being interviewed over the last 48 hours, and he says, and he expects, more Durham indictments, cut number four. Without betraying any confidences, I can tell you I sat in a room uh, last July with John Durham and with Attorney General Barr, and we looked at intelligence, and we all uh, unanimously agreed that there was a problem there with respect to the FBI, that there wasn't a proper predicate to begin, much less continue, a counterintelligence investigation uh, against the Trump campaign. So I'd be surprised if this reporting is accurate, that there aren't going to be additional indictments. I would expect that. I think the intelligence uh, that I've seen reflects that. uh, and I uh, certainly think that, uh, you know, once the investigation runs its course, um, that that's what will take place. Now, when he talks about predicate, he, here's here's what he's saying. And that was the voice of uh, the former director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe. When you talk about a predicate, what you're saying is if there really was uh, shenanigans, illegal things, affecting national security going on between members of the Trump White House and Russia, okay, then U.S. intelligence can begin an investigation. And you're even, you can even go to a court and get the, uh, the legal thumbs up for what we used to call wiretapping, surveillance, mm-hmm. okay? So the question is, what is your evidence that is going to be used to convince a judge to give you that right 
to check to see if there is a danger to national security between the link uh, from a link between the White House and Russia. And what Ratcliffe is saying and what it appears John Durham is saying, not only was there no predicate, there was nothing, there was no evidence of any shenanigans, any illegal activities going on between the White House and Russia, but what was used to get permission or what, what, what was used to start the surveillance of the president was a complete lie. Yes. And the Clinton administration and the lawyers who allegedly paid for the infiltration of the servers, uh, that, that they all knew it was a lie, which means there is no predicate and they could be subject to all sorts of charges, which is what this Fox story is saying. You know, it was really interesting this morning. They played a clip of former FBI director James Comey early on who said, you know, there was no problem with our uh, applications to the FISA court. Everything was done upright. And, of course, we now know, and he had to admit and almost apologize later, you will remember, oh, yeah, uh, I, I mean, we used Hillary Clinton paid for information. We didn't tell the FISA court that. Right. But we gave them information that we knew. This came- is the Steele dossier that yes. apparently, you know, that alleged that uh, can- then candidate Trump was uh, – uh, I don't go to the details. It's very seamy. No, please. Sorted stuff. Okay. But uh, the dossier was paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign yeah. yes. with them knowing it was all a lie. And then they used what they did is they leaked that dossier to the press. The press wrote a story about the dossier. And then <clears throat> they took the uh, FBI took the news story. Yes. Yeah. And took it to the FISA court judge. Yes. Come, come, just you talk about slimy. Yeah, but didn't tell the judge. But didn't tell the judge. They're the ones who leaked it to the news media. They said the news Listen, media is already talking about it. We need to spy on the I, Trump campaign. I know what most of our listeners are thinking right now. <laughs> Nothing's ever going to happen to the Clintons. I'm wondering the same thing. Or 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 any of their associates. Right. So uh, you mean they won't lock her up? No, but well, I, I, you know, this is a extremely serious situation, uh, and and if, if I were the Clintons, I wouldn't. The, the idea that John Durham's digging and going to keep digging, and if in fact she knew Hillary Clinton knew that uh, there was spying being done on, you know, of the of the, even the White House, um, of when President Trump was in there. I mean, that's as I said, that's treasonous. Yeah. But at the same time, the deep state is called the deep state for a reason, and they are all in for the Clintons and the Democrats. Uh, and, and, and if it if it means opposing uh, Donald Trump, and they and they they know how to cover yes they their do trails yes they do. And you look now, but John Durham again he this is this is not a a, a, a congressional exploratory committee, ladies and gentlemen. This is a U.S. attorney with the power to subpoena, with the power to submit evidence to a grand jury. I mean, this is, this is, this is, you don't just say nothing's going to happen here. Something very well, may well happen with regard to this whole story. Now, when I say the Democrats, uh, basically control the FBI back to the days of even James Comey, here's, this is, this is all I need to know about that. At least the, the Clinton campaign. 
and I, I don't want to relive this whole thing, but this just to remind everybody, Hillary Clinton was the active Secretary of State for our country. Yes. She chose to have a server, a internet server, put in her basement at her home and then conduct business on behalf of the United States from a, was it an unsecured mm-hmm. server? It was unsecured. Okay. She, when the FBI investigated what I just told you about, that is having her own server, and we learned later that even classified emails were sent out from that. Yes. Which really is irrelevant, quite frankly. If if she's doing, if she's conducting sec, uh, business on behalf of our country from that server, I'm not talking about her own personal life, which she says all the emails were about her own personal life. Right. But listen, when the FBI went to investigate this, they sent Peter Strzok and another person or two over to her home to talk to her about it. This is what the story was. Hillary Clinton I'm talking about. Of course, we knew that Peter Strzok, the FBI agent, was by his text was a big fanboy of Hillary Clinton. He was a Democrat, and he hated Trump. All right. They did not even put her under oath. Nope. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. It was a two-hour, best I remember, it was a two-hour conversation. The FBI talking to Hillary Clinton at her house about this, what I've just described. They didn't even put her under oath. Nope. So what, what more do you need to know when I say the FBI, at least at that time, was basically serving as to protect Hillary Clinton well, from 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 a proper investigation. Yes, some were. We, we, some were, yeah. Yes, some, I don't some want to indict all the right. FBI or all the FBI agents, certainly by no means, but at least people who had authority. James Comey, it seemed to me like, could have authorized you. You go interview her. I don't know how, how all this works, but uh, in terms of being put under oath, I don't know what you have to do to do that, but certainly you would think – that you're going if you're going to question somebody uh, uh, on something as serious as this, you would put them, you would put them under oath. Because the law states, why would Hillary? You know, so you ask yourself, why would Hillary Clinton? Why would she get a server placed in her home and conduct business via that server rather than a government server? Well, that's because the law states if you use government equipment, like a government issued phone or a government-issued server or an account, then all your all your emails are subject to government oversight. You have to, you have to be able to explain it all. So if you have your own private server and conduct government business, not only is that against the law, but it, uh, it allows you to stay out to do whatever you want without government oversight. So that's, that's the motivation for why Hillary Clinton would do that. Because yeah. remember, she said when this first came out, no, it was all about discussing the wedding and my yoga class and all that. It was all personal stuff, no government business. So when classified material showed up, that's when she... But then we learned the, a lot of that was destroyed. Yes. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, on, it was it, it was destroyed so that you couldn't right uh, find out the yeah, truth. Yeah, they took it behind the building, smashed it with hammers, and poured bleach on it. And then oh, the gee. guy who oversaw that left the country. Well, gee, there's nothing wrong there. Nothing to see here, folks. CNN's going to be all over this one. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I looked this they haven't mo- even mentioned I the story. I looked this morning. They haven't even mentioned the story on their website, at least. No wonder they're a dying network. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. They should face some sort of consequences. At the very least, what you put on there should be true. And if it's not true, then it should be actionable. Major social media outlets are finding ways to block the conservative evangelical viewpoint. The American Family Association will no longer be canceled. Announcing AFA Streaming, our own video streaming platform, which will allow access to all AFA video content. AFA Streaming is now available. Learn more at AFA.net. If you like trips where you have to plan everything, then uh, maybe our tour is not for you. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman with American Family Association and American Family Radio. Of course, I'm talking about our spiritual heritage tours of Washington, D.C., Mount Vernon, and then a separate trip to Williamsburg, Virginia. But we take these spiritual heritage tours twice a year, once in June and once in September, And guess what? We take care of everything. All you have to do is, as they say, show up. Uh, Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation, who is a historian, will be joining us for both tours. And uh, he will comment and tell you everything you need to know about the places, the times, the events that we will experience on these tours of Washington, D.C. and Williamsburg. For all the information... Just go to the website, spiritualheritagetours.com for everything. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. At Liberty University, we're proud to support those who serve and protect us every day, like first responders and past and present military members and their spouses. As thanks for your service, we offer special tuition rates and discounts. You'll also find deployment-friendly classes and degrees tailored to your specific interests and career goals. Learn how Liberty designs degrees just for you by texting DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. Retailers are packing up and leaving San Francisco faster than you can say rice-a-roni. 17 Walgreens now closed, nearly every Gap store is gone, and CVS is not far behind. The reason is shoplifting. It's become an epidemic in San Francisco, in large part because of a change in the law. Nonviolent thefts are now considered to be misdemeanors if the stolen goods are worth less than $950. When that happened, well, it became open season on local stores. The most recent, a Walgreens, when a guy rode into the store on a bicycle and stole nearly everything on the shelves. City leaders say they are perplexed. They don't know how to fix the problem. Spoken like true liberals, here's what needs to happen. Change the law. Unleash the police. Impose jail time. Hard jail time for shoplifters. Otherwise, folks in San Francisco are going to have to drive to Sacramento to get their prescriptions refilled. I'm Todd Starnes. But he saves the poor from the sword of their mouth and from the hand of the strong. So the helpless has hope and injustice has shut its mouth. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. 
Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. So, Ed's uh, favorite football team, the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams won the Super Bowl. So you, you were pretty pumped last night, weren't you? Yes, it was a really good game. Uh, I liked, the, you know, the quarterback for the Bengals. That was quite a story, Joe Burrow. Um, it was just a, it was just a really good game, and yeah. I enjoyed it. And it's better than the blowout by halftime. Yeah, that's who likes that's, that. That's not a good. Except the team that's blowing them out. Right. Right. So it, it was a good day to be alive. I've been a Rams fan since I was eight years old, and this is the second Super Bowl we've won. I think it's the fourth that we've been in. And I say number- we. I say we when when they yeah. when they get beat, you always say. Yeah, when they get beat, it's them, those bums, you know. And when they win, it's we, you know, we. Yeah, we did it. Well, so. uh, yeah, and there the number of players kneeling for the national anthem was zero. It was zero. <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing that anymore. No, uh, at all. Right. Uh, I think they. The, the NFL an- itself, Roger Goodell, yeah. and, and those they're they're still pretty woke. Yeah, and but, they're but like they also know that it's a terrible look for yeah. any of their players to be kneeling right. during the playing of our national anthem, so you don't have that going on yeah. anymore at all. Uh, and I didn't see the national anthem or the uh, the God Bless America, right. but I was told that was very inspirational, those those singers there. And I've been watching sports for so long, I'm just going to admit, I, I skipped the national anthem. Oh, do you? Yeah, I go make a sandwich or something. Yeah, yeah. You're paid. You're a real patriot. <laughs> well, it's just to sit, you know, sit at, and and hockey. A lot of times they sing both the U.S. and the Canadian national anthem. Right. And I'm just, I'm just being honest here, Tim. Share, share in my heart. You share your heart. Share in my heart. Yeah, I don't want to listen to him. <laughs> now you said uh, you found out uh, that uh, one of the star players for the L.A. Rams, Cooper Cup, who uh, won MVP for the Super Bowl. Wide receiver uh, was not recruited. I, from what I've read, was not recruited uh, by a major college out of high school. Uh, kind of a very kind of Cinderella story, but at, at least online, he is described as being a devout Christian. And uh, I didn't watch interviews, you know, after the game with him or whatever. But I would also describe him in this way: one fast white boy. <laughs> that would be one of my descriptions for him as well. He is. He is. He is an excellent wide receiver, and uh, so anyway, a lot of our listeners will probably say, "Ah, no, I don't care." But yeah. anyway, it's, yeah. it, it it was good night for Rams fans. All right, uh, Fred, back to the real world. Yeah, breaking news out of that story in Canada that we have been following: Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, according to reports, uh, has decided to invoke uh, what's called the Emergency Powers Act in Canada. It has never been used before. It is kind of the grandson of the War Measures Act that his father, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, used uh, during the FLQ crisis in Quebec in 1970. And in that case, you had Quebec separatists who were bombing uh, places uh, who kidnapped and killed individuals. So now you have the Emergencies Act in Canada, as I say, never been used before, but apparently... Trudeau, in a phone call with the premiers of the provinces this morning, will say he's ready to invoke that. And basically, that gives him uh, power uh, to 
confiscate people's property, to arrest people. Uh, and uh, he has uh, so far uh, been deeply criticized for not simply to go back to what this is all about. This is not an anti-vaccine protest. This is an anti-vaccine mandate protest. It got started with truckers in Canada when uh, Trudeau put in place a rule that said a trucker coming across, a Canadian trucker bringing freight from the United States back into Canada had to be vaccinated or he would have to pull his rig aside and quarantine himself for two weeks. It was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Which is a crazy requirement. It's a crazy requirement. So that's what got this started, but it has blossomed well beyond the truckers. The truckers are still the star of this, but it has blossomed well beyond that for people who just say, we can't put up with these mandates anymore. We can't be put put up with being told that you're going to lose your job unless you take the jab, uh, that you're going to lose your livelihood, uh, that you have to take the jab in order to exist in Canada. Uh, I, I listened to an interview done on Fox last week with a Canadian grandfather uh, who he has not only lost his job, but it's affected his whole family. It's cut number one. Have a listen to this. I'm a 60-year-old grandfather who's been fired from his job by General Motors of Canada on December 12th. They told all non-vax people to just leave. They cut us all out. My 31-year-old son has lost his job. He will be in April. He's been told he's gone because he's not vaxxed. And my daughter, who was pregnant in the fall and being asked to vax, had to uh, leave early and give birth to a child prematurely after the government was harassing her to uh, take the vaccine. So my family has been impacted in hundreds of thousands of dollars. My son-in-law has his own business, consulting business, and he's losing tens of thousands of dollars. The government has decided to punish their people, and I'm here to stop it. I will die to protect my family and my children from overreach by the government. And this Mr. Trudeau does not deserve the title of prime minister. He is an insult to Canadians. I just want to know how far Mr. Trudeau would go if somebody took the food off of his table, because that's how far I'm going to go, Mr. Trudeau. Mark my words, Mr. Trudeau. So the development on the weekend, uh, part of this protest had moved to the Ambassador Bridge, which is the major trading point. Uh, It's in Windsor, Ontario and Detroit. There's a bridge goes across there and they had blocked that police moved in on the weekend and arrested several dozen of the protesters. So that bridge is back open again. But there are still hundreds, some say close to a 1,000 truckers that are parking their rigs outside of the Parliament buildings in Ottawa. It has been a festive thing. There hasn't been any violence there whatsoever. But they are there. They simply want the mandates removed. And uh, But Trudeau has been extremely arrogant right from the beginning of all of this. Here's an example of the tone that he has had towards these truckers, these protesters. Cut number five. If you joined the protests because you're tired of COVID, you now need to understand that you are breaking laws. The consequences are becoming more and more severe. You don't end up losing your license, end up with a criminal record, which will impact your job, your livelihood, 
even your ability to travel internationally, including to the U.S. We've heard your frustration with COVID, with the measures that are there to keep people safe. We've heard you. It's time to go home now. So that was uh, Trudeau at a news conference. Late that was last a milder. Week. That was a milder form of what he's. I mean, of the things he said. He also last week made some very inflammatory remarks. <clears throat> he oh, was yes. angry. Mm-hmm. He said that. He said that the uh, truckers and those joining with them to pr- protest the uh, mandates, the uh, COVID mandates, uh, didn't think right. Uh, they had the wrong kind of views. I think it was his expression. Racist. They were racist, and they were. I don't know where 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 he gets these things from. Racist and something else. He said swastika uh, waving. waving. Yeah, what he did. What he did right there was he just took a uh, uh, took. Some, he just he just projected those uh, idea uh, those things onto the truckers and those who are supporting them without any evidence whatsoever. Because he wants to make them look bad in the eyes of the average Canadian out there mm-hmm. who's watching what's going on and others around the world who are watching what's going on. So to me, it was like, uh, okay, you may not agree with me on criticizing the truckers because they are standing up against the vaccine mandates, but will you join me in condemning their their, their Nazism and their... <laughs> And their misogyny and their racism. Can we can we all agree on that? Even right. though that's phony. Right. It's a phony. It's a bogus argument. But he thought he decided to throw those things in there. Fred, I just want to know where does this end up? Where does this go? Because these guys uh, and ladies who are there, they can't stay forever. And it doesn't appear to me like uh, Trudeau is going to rescind any of the vaccine mandates, even though COVID is dis- uh, COVID is going away. Uh, so what's going what's going to happen there in the next two to three weeks? You think? Well, it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds probably over the next forty eight hours with the uh, invoking of this emergency act. Is he going to send? Uh, I'm not sure you'll see the military, but is he going to send police in and start arresting hundreds? Because there are hundreds, perhaps in the thousands, there in Ottawa. Is he going to start arresting? He them has all? to. He has to, Fred. Men, women, children, grandparents. Is he going to do that? Is he? Has he kind of threatened, even in a soft tone? There, we're going to take your vehicles away from you. We're we're going to, we're going to take that eighteen wheeler. We're going to take it away from you. You will never be a trucker again. You will never drive truck again. You'll have a criminal. You, record. You'll have a criminal record. You won't be able to get on an airplane and travel anywhere. This is the kind of thinking when you have, it's tyrannical thinking. And it's really interesting, The kind, and you just mentioned it, it, it's almost the philosophy that we have seen from the Biden administration in this country. Demonizing people, pandemic on the unvaccinated. Right. Demonize those people who don't go along with your orders. Make them look like fringe element. Now, he may be able to arrest people. He may be able to take their material away, but... What I have seen in these protests in Canada is something that I've never seen before. You have English Canada getting together with French Canada. The that's no easy feat. That's no easy feat. You have Quebec flags waving beside Canadian flags and uh, other provincial flags. You have immigrants into Canada. You have Polish flags. You have all of these immigrants who have come to Canada. 
you have a, a coming together of people who have probably helped to vote for Trudeau through the years. Right. You've got people gathering together. So to answer it's your question. It's inspired protests around the world. Oh, yes. Australia now. And th- Germany. Places in Europe. Germany. This, this is not going to. He can take these steps, but you cannot take the heart of these protests away. So it will continue in some form. He better hope. He better hope there is not a vote of non-confidence. They can do that. It's in con- the parliament? In mean? parliament, because there are about five parties there. If one party gathers together with the capital C conservative party and they vote against Trudeau, that's it. They go to another election. And I don't think he would survive another election. Hmm. Well, because he, he is, uh, Tim mentioned, he's been inflammatory. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Now, I asked you during the break, what do the polls look like in Canada? And you said, for the most part, the, 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 there are more Canadians who don't want everything shut down, but Correct. they support the sentiments. They want an end to these mandates. The, the authoritarian nature of the left has been coming out during COVID. And uh, Justin Trudeau is a liberal Oh, yes. Uh, small L liberal. I don't know what the party. Capital uh, L liberal. Capital L liberal. Okay. Yeah. So the authoritarianism of the left is becoming evident. If, if he uh, invokes this emer- these emergency powers and does what you said, you, you are going to further split the country. You know, in terms of getting the trucks off, all these towing companies said, no, we're not yeah. participating. So what do you do? Do you bring the military in to remove the trucks? The fact of the matter is this mandate that he that he uh, declared for truckers is ridiculous. It's absurd. The, the truckers that we have heard over the last week, for example, on this program and others saying, I come across the border. I'm by myself. I back my truck up to a loading dock. Uh, people unload my truck. And then maybe they put other stuff on. I have no contact with them. They come and put the papers mm-hmm. on inside the cab, and then I take off. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you require these people to be quarantined for two weeks? It makes no sense. And, and this is what's driving these truckers crazy. And might I add, these were these truckers kept the world going. Yes. Yes. Before there were even vaccines. Yes. Right. Nobody right. cared then, did they? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So this is, listen, this is all the, that what's going on in Canada, which we talked about the last 10 minutes, uh, what Biden has tra- been trying to push, uh, although the Supreme Court shot him down for the most part with vaccine mandates on people. And we see the reaction around the world, especially in some European countries and New Zealand and Australia is that the people are oh here's here's my question now where we are with the pandemic that it's fading all right fading away now whether covid comes back in six months or three months or whatever in another variant who knows who knows but for now it's fading away and we seem to have reached what they call herd immunity because so many people have had especially the omicron uh, is that the vaccine mandates are no longer necessary, even if you believed at one time they were. Okay. 
I reject the idea that one time that they were. But even if you're a person who says, yeah, I believed in vaccine mandates uh, for whatever reason, well, this is why they're, they're no longer necessary. Uh, okay? This is why countries all over the world now are doing away with their travel restrictions. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, all over the world, they're doing away with travel restrictions. Because in, in South Africa, where Omicron started, they're no longer having any travel restrictions. You can't stop the virus anyway. Right. Yeah. So you can't, you can't, you can, you could shut down planes all over the world for a year. You couldn't, you still can't stop the virus from spreading this Omicron, especially. So my point is, I think the general, the mass general masses in the general public pro vaccine mandates or not are coming to realize that this is pretty much over. And, uh, the, the mandates for a vaccine, why do you require, why are you going to continue to require or mandate vaccines on something that doesn't even exist any longer? Yes. <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's unreasonable mm-hmm. and, uh, unnecessary as I've, I've used the word. Yeah, but, but I think they have to, I, I, I think they, okay, I want to get to this point. Let me reset yeah, the program. Okay. You're listening to. You're listening to Today's Issues. That's the name of this show on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim Wildman with David Tagliano and Fred Jackson. Uh, if you want to join us on the Internet, we are live video streaming on Facebook. Just type in Today's Issues. As we mentioned earlier, YouTube, uh, we've been on there for years, but they put us in timeout for something over <laughs> ivermectin, I would guess. We can't figure it out exactly, but something something we said last week triggered them. And they've told us we're in timeout for a week, so we'll be back on YouTube maybe next day or two. Uh, but uh, if you want to send us an email, go to AF, excuse me, comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Now, so you're going to say why the left-wingers in this country and Canada and other players places are going to stick with the vaccine mandates even though the pandemic doesn't exist any longer. Yeah, I'm not sure about the the, the mandates except in certain places. Here, here's here's my position. First of all, after a year, uh, more than a year, when the talk was starting about the about the man, about the vaccines, my perspective is every adult has heard enough about the vaccines to have made up their minds whether or not they're going to get it mm-hmm. you you're not going to you're not going to unless you take extraordinary measures you're not going to force those people whatever percentage it is it's different for different de- demographics those folks are not getting the vaccine i don't care what you say i mean unless you unless right. you round them up and force them against their will to get a vaccine they've made up their minds Wh- whatever the experts quote unquote the science says about that decision all i'm talking about is th- these people aren't ignorant about the vaccines They've heard everything. They're not getting it. So the left, when I say I'm not sure about the mandates, but the left has forced them. They have painted themselves into a corner. They cannot drop vaccines as a solution to this problem or even maybe the seasonal return of some COVID elements because from the outset, they did not talk about preventative measures. They did not talk about treatments. The only thing they had beyond these countermeasures, social distancing and masks, so on and so forth, their only solution to this was a vaccine. They have never allowed for any other kind of preventative or treatment options. Or natural immunity. Or right. natural immunity. They won't, they, 
Uh, Fauci, Anthony Fauci, to this day, will not talk about natural immunity as being a substitute for vaccines well, if, if it's The American real. people, uh, we know a whole lot more two years into this. You know, I, I get frustrated now when I hear a Joe Biden or a Trudeau or whatever say, we're following the science. Right. No, you're not. You're not following the science. Because here's what the science says now. Vaccinated people can get COVID. Vaccinated people can transmit COVID. Right. So please don't tell me you're following the science. It doesn't matter anymore. It's not a vaccine, quite frankly. No. In the traditional sense that we understand it, it doesn't prevent anything or from getting it or spreading it. So if you want to call it, a, in my mind, if you want to call it a COVID shot, yeah, get your COVID shot, like get your flu shot. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. But please quit, quit implying, well, President Biden last summer didn't imply. He said outright, you get the vaccine shot, you won't, you can't get COVID. Right. Yeah. Remember that? Now, I don't know if that was flagged by YouTube as misinformation. In fact, he's, that's when he was talking about it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yeah. As if only the unvaccinated were getting it and spreading it. He also predicted, what, in December that it would be a, a winter of death yeah. yes. for people who were unvaccinated. That's proven not to be true. As well, so these scare tactics uh, are unfounded. And, and let me just say this too: uh, we've mentioned this before. I, I I agree with you, Ed. I think the Biden administration and these these lefties who are promoting the COVID uh, ma- mask up uh, mandates, everybody should be forced to get the jab or lose their job. Um, they they box themselves in. And so it's going to be interesting to see how do they respond when the pandemic fades to zero, okay? But also what's not being discussed that I've heard is that if the people like the Biden administration are going to be consistent, if they're going to be consistent even in their own ideology, They've got to come out and say, listen, people, I don't care if you got your vaccine shots last summer. That You're, you're, you're as good as unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. You don't count. So either you get your booster shot in the next month or we're going to list you yeah. also as unvaccinated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh? That's a good point. And you're also making, uh, making it dangerous for the public, for public health, if you don't get your booster shot. Yep. Now, we'll, I don't. Uh, as I mentioned before, there's got to be discussions about how to handle that exactly within the White House and other places because you do that, you're going to put millions and millions and millions millions of more Americans into the unvaxxed category, probably over 50%. I'm yeah. just guessing mm-hmm. because how many people do we know, we all know, who got the vaccine? I've heard this over and over and over again. Yeah, I got the vaccine shots when they first came out, you know, but uh, now that uh, now that I wouldn't I wouldn't get a booster shot. I'm going to wait or I'm not going to do that again because I've decided I read up on the things or I've decided not to. And so you've got millions of people who fall or because they would say, look, why do I want to get a booster shot? The, The pandemic's gone. Right. So and I was talking to a gentleman the other day who got he was over 70 years, 72, 73 years old diabetic and he said i got the got the vaccine shots you know if i was in his situation i would have done the same thing i'm just telling you i would have done the same thing because 
risk reward, right? Right. And this would have been last year. Uh, but he said, I'm not go- going forward. I'm, I'm going to see how this thing plays out. I'm just not going to sign up for automatic booster shots every three months to stay in line with, with what the federal government might right. ad- advocate for. Federal government, I mean, Fauci and Biden. So it, it's going to be interesting to see in the next month or so what these people do with a pandemic that's no longer around. It, and it, you know what? It doesn't help, Tim. We talked about the Super Bowl. It doesn't help for people watching the Super Bowl <laughs> and hundreds of millions of people watch it around the world. Yes. It doesn't help that they had that montage of yes. shots during a, a TV timeout or a break showing all the famous celebrities. celebrities up in their boxes yeah. for the, there for the game. Not a single one of them masked. No. And, and there's a mask mandate in Los Angeles it, and California. And California. For indoor activities. Yes. So what's the deal here if you're watching you're saying so there's a max mask mandate for for kids in school right and for going into right. restaurants but you big shots you celebrities right. don't have to mask up that doesn't help that doesn't right. help yeah that doesn't help. larry elder was being interviewed this morning he's a former uh governor candidate there conservative talk show host and he's he was talking to bill hammer at, at fox and he was saying yeah i went to a restaurant last night I wore a mask from the because to get in the door, but he said I went up. Bartender's not wearing a mask. Nobody's wearing it right. elsewhere. He says everybody knows this is nonsense. This right. is absolute nonsense at this point. And yet they're making the children in these far in these blue states continue on wearing masks. Right. Not all the blue. Well, some of the blue states are saying we're not doing this anymore. So mm-hmm. it's a mixed bag right now. But I know in the in New York and in California. Yep. Don't the children still have to wear the mask? Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. There you go. Uh, As Ed said, while all the celebrities are shown at the Super Bowl without their mask on, all of them, all of them last night were shown without their mask on. So mask for thee, but not mask for me. That is a uh, song. It's a rap. It should be. I think it's a rap song. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.